Yeah. First Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 6. I felt from the Lord to go to this portion of scripture this morning. Now it says, now it happened when David and his men came to Siklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south of Siklag, attacked Siklag, and burned it with fire. And, and let me pause right there. For your information, Siklag was where David was living at that time. It was his home at that time, okay? In verse 2, and, and had taken captive the women and those who were there, from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was burned with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with, with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But, but look at this last portion right here. This is what we're going to focus on. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. The King James Version says that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. But I like the New King James translation here because I think it's a better translation. It actually says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And I'm going to preach for a few minutes this morning with the help of the Lord on the title, No Pain, No Gain. In our text this morning, we find David returning from the camp of the Philistines with 600 of his men. But as they arrived back home, they found themselves in a terrible situation. As we read, the Amalekites had invaded Siklag. They burned it to the ground and took all the women and the children captive. And David, returning home to this and finding themselves with this great disaster, they, find that they, they become disheartened. They become discouraged. And they become to a point where they're in despair, even to the point where the people, imagine this, we're thinking and considering of even stoning David. Because when something bad happens, somebody always wants to point the finger and find out who was responsible. And in their mind, they were going to say, you know what, David, this is your fault. We're going to stone you. So they were disheartened. They were discouraged. They were in despair. And amid all this confusion, David, instead of giving up, Instead of giving in to defeat, the Bible says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Now, this is powerful. You know why? Because what should have destroyed David, what should have brought him down and took him out, didn't destroy him. Actually, it made him stronger. Because he was able to find strength in the Lord, his God. And I want to 
I believe the Holy Ghost wants somebody to know this morning that, yeah, the devil has plans for us. God has a plan for our lives. But did you know that the devil also has a plan for you? To steal, to kill, and to destroy you. But whatever the devil has meant to harm you, if you get a hold of God, guess what? You're going to come out of it stronger. You're going to come out of it better. You're going to come out of it with a new perspective. Because when you get a hold of the Lord, you're going to come out with new strength. No matter what the devil hits you with. And over the years I've learned that the Lord can allow pain to come into our lives. Not that he causes the pain, but he could allow the pain to come into, into our lives. And, and I believe that there are times that God will allow pain for us to gain something that will make us stronger in our Christian walk. So this morning, let's look at a few things I believe that the Lord would have us gain through the pain that we experience in our lives. And the first thing I want to look at is that God allows pain for us to gain an up-close relationship with him. And it's interesting in our text that its description of David strengthening himself in the Lord specifically says, that he strengthened himself in the Lord his God. It emphasizes that it wasn't that he just strengthened himself in the Lord. No, he strengthened himself in the Lord his God. That's because for David, the Lord wasn't some distant, unknown, unattainable, or God that he couldn't call upon. No, instead for David... When he found himself in trouble, he was confident that he was able to call upon a God that was personal, close by, a God that was willing and able to help him in his time of trouble. And whenever you find yourself going through conflict, going through trouble, you're going to discover a God that loves you. A God that cares for you. A God that is with you all the way till the end. When you go through trouble, you're going to get closer to God. And you're going to find out that through this all, you're going to get to know him up close and personal and in an intimate way. You see, when people go through trouble in life, there's really two ways that you can go. You can go away from God or you can get closer to God. And I've met people and I've known people that have gone through trouble, have gone through crisis and bad things that have attacked their lives and they've left the things of God. Why? Because they didn't understand why it took place. Why did the Lord allow it? Why did this have to happen? And they left the church and they left the Lord Jesus himself and on the other hand I've also known people that have also got, gone through those same type of problems but instead of them running away from the Lord they've ran closer to the Lord 
They've gotten closer to him and they've began to know him in a more personal way, in a more intimate way. And they've discovered that he's a God that is with them all the way till the end. And he's a God that will strengthen them because he loves them and he cares for them. It's not time to run away from God because you're going through trouble. When you go through trouble, it's better to run to the Lord for strength. And you'll learn, you know what? Jesus is a near God. When I go through trouble, I find out, wow, he's right by my side. He's nearby. He's not distant. He's not far away. He's not there somewhere in heaven. Yeah, he is in heaven. We know that. He's on his throne, of course, but he's an omnipresent God who's everywhere at the same time. And when I need him and I'm able to call on him, he's right there. He's there to give me a word. He's there to uplift us. He's there to strengthen us. He's there to tell you, you're not in this alone. I'm with you. I'm nearby. Just call on me. And Psalms 145, 18 says, the Lord is near to all those who call upon him. To all who call upon him in truth. And when he's, he comes nearby, you know why? Because he cares for us. Over the years, we all are going to go through stuff. Amen? Nobody ever said, at least not here at PFAC, maybe one of those preachers on YouTube told you, when you come to Jesus, you're going to have a bed of roses and everything is going to be okay. And you're never going to go through trouble. And you're always going to have money in the bank. And, you know, we hear those things a lot of times. I've heard them off of the, the YouTube prophets, what I call them, when they get it wrong a lot of the times. And don't, 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 be, um, don't be surprised that the YouTube prophets are going to pop up this next election year as well and begin to give a lot of false prophecies again. You got to base yourself in the word. Amen? And you're going to find out that God cares for us. He's not a God that neglects us or ignores you. He hasn't overlooked you. He doesn't disregard us. No, he cares for us. And yes, there are times when you might be going through things and you're praying and it's almost like you don't hear nothing from heaven, but that doesn't mean that he's not right there still. He's having us learn something from our experience he's having us gain new strength through our experience and there are times I've learned over the years that God might be silent it's not that he's ignoring me but he's trying to extract from me faith to believe him and in his word for amen victory for my situation but he's a God that cares first Peter 5 7 says casting all your care upon him for he cares for you he's a god that cares for us when we're going through big problems but he's a god that cares for you when you're going through things that might even seem insignificant to others 
He cares, amen, for you in every situation because he loves you, my brother. He loves you, my sister. He's nearby to you and he wants to bless you and he wants you to know I'm with you through this. You can call on me. I'm your personal God. I'm your God that's nearby. I'm your God. If you just call my name, I'll be there and move on your behalf. Is there anybody that believes that here this morning? And when you get closer to God, and you see, that's the thing. When you go through trouble, that's when we actually get closer. When, when everything's going well, although it shouldn't be like this, that's when we slack off sometimes. I got money in the bank, Brother Rusi. I don't need a provider right now. I'm good. I feel good. I just got that raise. Everything's going well in my life. And sometimes we slack off. And I'm glad for the blessing of God when it comes upon our lives. But when we go through trouble, that's when we're praying. That's when we're on our knees. That's when we're pushing that plate of food to the side. You know what? I'm going to fast now. It, 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 I wonder how that works, church. When trouble comes our way, we get closer to God. And that's one of the reasons that he allows pain in our life so that we can gain that closeness to him. So that we can gain that personal, intimate, up-close relationship with him where we can develop, a, amen, a spiritual ear that can hear his voice. That can be led by his word. And there's times when everything's going well. Again, it shouldn't be like that. But we slack off and we get a little distant. And then we're not such in tune with his voice. But when problems begin to happen, all of a sudden we're close to the Lord. And you'll find out when you're close that he's, that he cares that he's with you, that he loves you, that he's willing to work, and that he's able to work in your life. The Lord reminded me just the other day about the story of the leper who came to Jesus, and he said, Jesus, if you're willing, you can cleanse me. And Jesus extends his hands towards this leper. Now, that was against the law of Moses because nobody, especially a rabbi, was supposed to touch a leper but Jesus extends his hand he doesn't hesitate he touches him and he says I'm willing be cleansed let me tell you what when you get close to God when you're going through trouble you're going to find out you serve a God who's willing to willing to do a move in, in your life you're going to find out that you're that he's a God that's willing to touch you that he's willing to heal you, that he's willing to provide for you, and not only that, that he's able to do it. How many have experienced that over the years? And I thank God for that. And when I go through stuff, I get to know him in a better way. I don't like going through stuff. None of us do. 
But when I go through it, I come out of it stronger because I know him better now. That's one of the reasons. But another reason that God allows pain is for us to gain the revelation that he's the answer. A lot of people, when they go through trouble, whether it be financial, physical, family issues, marital, or some other sort of issue, they will look for the answer through earthly means. I need money. Well, I got a credit card. Let's max that credit card out. I got a bank I could go to and ask for another loan. And you know what happens? You just get in more trouble and you get deeper and deeper into the issues. But we go, through, we, we, we go to earthly means many of the times. We're sick, in body. Well, I got good medical insurance, Brother Rusi. I could go to my doctor. There, there, there's got to be a pill I can take for that. And you know why I believe that there's miracles, signs, and wonders that happen at a greater level in foreign countries? It's because they don't have the health insurance we have in the United States. When I've gone to other countries, in Mexico or in South America, I've seen some of the greatest miracles that I would love to see in the United States. But you know what I've learned is that over there, they don't have an option. The only option that they have is Jesus. And if, she, if they go to Jesus, they know they're going to get lifted up out of that wheelchair. They're going to get healed from that, that disease that the doctor says there's no cure for. There's no other options. But in this country, we got a lot of options. Going through marital problems. We don't, we don't need to tell the pastor. We're going to get through this on our own. And you know what could happen if you're not careful? That you could even get to a place in your life where you could say, I don't need anybody to help me. I could take care of myself. And you know what that's called? That's just called pride. And we look at everything else instead of first going to Jesus. I'm not telling you not to go to your doctor. I'm not telling you not to use medical insurance. But why not first go to Jesus? The Lord dealt with me recently on this, actually. Because I've been seeing some tremendous miracles this year. I've been seeing some miracles I haven't seen in many years. The Lord do. And recently, I've been going through my own little medical, minor medical issue with my nose. I've been having some issues with my nose because when I was a kid, all the fights that we used to get into and my nose was broken a couple times. And it's not that I wasn't a good fighter, it's that I got cheap shotted a couple times. All right? <laughs> One time I broke my hand, I recall. And I, had, I told my dad I was playing football, but then when we went to the doctor, he said, that's, that's what's called a boxer's break, because you break this little bone here. We used to fight a lot, and because of that, my nose got crooked. And I struggled with some of the breathing. I struggled with some sinus issues recently. And, and I was complaining to the Lord just recently, because I said, Lord, I've been seeing you heal even people on sinus issues. I guess I'm going to have to go through surgery. 
And the Lord spoke to me. Well, you went to your doctor first. You got good medical insurance, don't you? You went to that first. And you know, I thought about it. And I said, you're right, Lord. Because sometimes, even when it's a minor issue, instead of first going to Jesus, we're depending on something else. When I could have first went to the Lord, and I don't know if I'll still have to go through that surgery or not, but I said, Lord, forgive me, help me, heal me. I don't want to have to go through that, but the Lord is speaking to us today. Don't go to everything else first that you have available to you. Go to the Lord. Go to Jesus. He's willing to help you. He's able to help you. He's just a call away. So go to Jesus first. And when, when David and his men, you'll see this, when they return home to Ziklag, to this disaster that they found themselves in, his own men were so grieved as we read, that they were talking about stoning David. Imagine that. His men, the people. And I believe that the Lord allowed this to show David that the answer to his problems wasn't going to be found in his men. It wasn't going to be found in his friends. It wasn't going to be found in anybody else. The doors for David closed why? Because the Lord was trying to show him, you're going to have to come to me on this one, David. If you're going to want to see victory in this situation, you're not going to be able to depend on anybody else. You're going to have to call on me and you're going to have to trust me. And you see many times, God will even allow the doors to close in our life. We're looking for the answer here, and we're looking for the answer there. And we're going to this person, and that person, and that doctor, and to this doctor, to this attorney, or to this other person. And then we realize, why didn't I just go to the Lord when he was there all the time? I'm inviting somebody here today. I believe it's an invitation from the Holy Ghost. You're going through issues. Yeah, you got good insurance. Maybe you got a good attorney. Why don't you go to Jesus? He's the best of everything. And he's able to handle it. Well, yeah, I got a big problem. I'm going to go to Jesus. Even if you have a small problem, go to Jesus. And the doors will close at times so that we can go to him. And the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. There's many resources in life, but guess what? Jesus is the source. Maybe you lost your job. You can get another one. But guess what? The source of it all is Jesus. And it was never your job that was the source. It was just a resource that the Lord was using. The doctors are a resource. Medication might be a resource. The attorney might be a resource. The counselor, even the minister is a resource. 
Because if you haven't been let down by a minister, guess what? If you know me long enough, I'll let you down one of these days. And it's not that I want to let you down, but it's just that we can't reach everywhere. But Jesus can reach everywhere. He can touch everybody. He can encourage every single person and uplift them and do the impossible. Why not go to Jesus first? There's many resources, but he's the source. And when you go through pain, you're going to gain a revelation that he's the answer. And David was going through this time of struggle. He understood, you know what, this is too big for me. He knew he needed to get a hold of God for direction on what to do. And in 1 Samuel 30, 7 through 8, the Bible says, Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Abimelech's son, Please bring the ephod here to me. And Abiathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Now the ephod was the, I believe it was the ephod of the high priest that David was asking for. And this was a garment that had what was called the breastplate of judgment. And this was something that was used during Bible times in the Old Testament to inquire of the Lord for an answer. And today we don't have the breastplate of judgment to go to for an answer. But you know what we do have? We have the word of God. We have the preaching of the word. We have the written word. We have the prophetic word. We have prayer. And we have the Holy Ghost. Amen. To go to in our time of need. If you need direction, you need to go to the source. And you need to go to the word. And you need to hear the preaching. And say, I'm going to pay attention to every word that's being preached today. Why? Because maybe there's a word for me that's going to get me out of my trouble. That's going to lift me up out of my situation. I'm going to connect with the move of the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost, there's an answer in the spirit. There's a move in the altar call. There's a move of God and a touch of God when I get a hold of the spirit of God. So the Lord, I believe today, he's trying to tell you, come back to him. Put him first. I thank God for counselors, and I thank God for, and we need these things, counselors, we need doctors, we need all these other things, because God can use those things, and he does use those things, but let's not go to those things first. That's all I believe the Holy Ghost is saying. Go to my word. And isn't it true when you're in trouble and you go to his word, this is my experience. I'll go through it and I'll read a verse that I've read a thousand times. And then the Lord speaks to me again in a new way. I'll go to prayer. And because now I really need to hear from God, I'll hear his voice. And I'll get direction for my life. 
And when I'm going through trouble, I could come to an altar call that, like we have here every single Sunday morning. That's why I never miss an altar call. Believe me. Whenever there's an altar call, I'm going to be there. Why? Because at the altar call, there's a move of the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost is moving, if I feel him or if I don't feel him, I'm going to move into that realm of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because there's a touch for me. There's a healing for me. It might be physical. It might be spiritual. It might be an uplifting word of encouragement. But I got to get a hold of the Holy Ghost. And that's why prayer is so important. And that's why praise is so important. And worship is so important. Because it puts you in line and in tune with the move of the Holy Ghost. And today the Holy Ghost is saying to somebody, connect to me. You're going through pain, but I want you to gain a revelation. I'm the answer. Get into my spirit. Connect with my spirit. Saturate yourself in my spirit. Get into my word, and you're going to discover, amen, that I have the answer for every situation. Praise God. Let me give you another one. One of the reasons God allows pain also is for us to gain a new manifestation of his power. Because if you've never had problems, you're never going to need an answer again. We know it's not the Lord that causes the problem. But he might allow it. And if you never have any issues, then what, why are you going to need an answer then? If you never have a need, you're never going to need a provider. If you were never sick, then what's the point of a healer? Through life, we will experience affliction because we live in a fallen world. And we're going to go through different things, but be of good cheer because the God that we serve, if you call on him today, he will show up. He will manifest his power in a new way in your life. For David to seek God, move in a miraculous way, he needed a problem that was going to require God to show up in a miraculous way. And I believe today that the Lord wants to manifest himself as provider for somebody, healer for somebody. He wants to manifest himself as a new strength for somebody here this morning. He wants to manifest himself as peace in your life. He wants to manifest himself as the liberator, as your good pastor, as your counselor. He wants to manifest himself as your victory here today, as your ever-present help. He wants to manifest himself in somebody's life today as your miracle worker. So today... You're going through hard times, perhaps. You're going through stuff, but I got good news for somebody. Amen. Because if you have a need, you are a candidate today for a move of the Holy Ghost. 
Oh, I don't know if you believe that right now, but there's a move of the Holy Ghost that's available for somebody that has that need. Well, I'm going to go to my doctor. Go ahead and go to your doctor, but he wants to be your healer today. There's a move of the Holy Ghost available for somebody that needs provision, somebody that needs peace, somebody that needs amen direction. There's a move of the Holy Ghost for somebody that needs your marriage to be restored, that needs your family to be restored. There's a move of the Holy Ghost for somebody here today, for somebody that might say, Lord, I'm here. I need you. Help me, God. I'm going to call upon you. Amen. Manifest your power in a new way in my life. And he will. We've been, we've been witnessing this whole year God moving at a greater level in the miraculous, in, the, in miracle signs and wonders all year long. And I believe that it's just going to continue to escalate and escalate and escalate until he comes back for his people. So today... Don't miss out. Connect with the Holy Ghost and let him manifest his power in your life today. Is there anybody that believes that here today? I feel it in the Holy Ghost. I sense it in the Holy Ghost. But you got to be willing to say, Lord, I need you. Because the devil's going to tell you, you don't need you don't need what that preacher's saying. You can deal with your issue. It's not that bad anyways. Go back to the pill. Go back to whatever you're dealing with. As a matter of fact, if you go to the altar, guess what? Everybody's going to know you have a problem. That's the devil. And you know what else that is? The flesh. But I have a recommendation for somebody here today. Just try him. Try Jesus out today. Try him and believe him. And you're going to find out that he's, he's a God that's real. He's a God that's palpable. I feel faith lifting right here in this house right now. He's a God that's able. And he's a God that's willing and you know what the funny thing is sometimes? If you read the New Testament, there were many a times that the house was packed out. And uh, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't even be able to fit in the room. And Jesus was present to heal, the Bible says. And I feel that here this morning, that the Lord is present to heal somebody. And when you read those Bible stories, especially that one uh, that comes to my mind, uh, guess what? Only one person got healed in that whole house because while the rest didn't believe it, there was one that says, I'll take what you're offering, Lord. Give it to me. And if you're willing today to come and to receive, I believe that the Lord is here with his power and he wants to, amen, show you. I want to pr provide for you in 
in a new way. I want to heal you in a new way. I want to do something new in your life today. How is he going to do it new? That you might not get hands laid on you. He might do it right there in your chair. He might not, somebody might not even specifically call you out, but right there where you're at, maybe at the altar, the Holy Ghost will come and his hand will come upon you and you will receive a new manifestation of his power. I'm almost finishing. One of the musicians it reminds me of the Bible story. Of that captain that came to the to the prophet that had leprosy. And he says, I, well, they convinced him first of all to go to the prophet. But guess what? What happened? The prophet said, I'm not gonna go out. I'm gonna send my servant out. And the and, and, and the captain, he was like, what, What's going on here? I thought that the prophet was going to come out and that he was going to call the name of the Lord and he was going to put his hand upon me. You see, we're always expecting God to do things like we expect him to do it in the past. Naaman, he says, for sure he was going to come out of his house at least. For sure he was going to lay his hand on me and call on the name of the Lord, but he sent out a servant and then guess what? The servant's like, the prophet said, go submerge yourself seven times. Dip yourself seven times in the Jordan River. He's like, what in the world? I've come all this way. I wanted it easy. I wanted it like I heard of. The Jordan River, that, that, that river's dirty. There's better rivers. And Naaman's servant says, what do you have to lose? You got leprosy. Look at Naaman, your, your skin, it's messed up now because you got leprosy, Naaman. Matter of fact, your nose is about to fall off. What do you got to lose? He says, if he would have asked you for something more difficult, wouldn't you have done it? And I believe the Holy Ghost is telling somebody here today, there's healing at the altar. There's a move even there where you're at right now. But can you believe him? Can you obey him? Can you connect with him? Because if you can, you're going to get a manifestation of God's power in a new way. And I finish with this. God will allow pain so that you can get a new testimony and a ministry. You see, if you read the story of David when he inquired of the Lord and the Lord said, yeah, go, recover all. You're going to recover all. That's awesome because he's going to get back what he lost. And I believe that God wants to restore everything that you've lost. I believe that. But if you read the story even further, you're going to find out that he didn't only recover what he lost. 
when he went and he got back, amen, to the enemy, he not only got what he had lost, but he took the spoils of the enemy. In other words, he came back home with more than what he had lost in the first place. And I, the Holy Ghost spoke to me there when I was reading that. He said, I want to give my people more. And I said, how, Lord? I want to give them, when they come out of their trouble, they're going to come out of it with more. What? What more, Lord? They're going to come out of it with a new testimony. And they're going to come out of it with a new ministry. And he didn't stop there. This is going to be a ministry of power and anointing. So part of the pain that you're going through is for you to gain that testimony and that ministry that's going to impact lives in this last hour. Because what God wants to do here in Phoenix is a lot bigger than what we can see. He wants to not only fill this building we've already heard, he wants to fill the city with believers. And he's going to be moving in a mighty, mighty way because he's coming back soon. And we have a short period of time. We have a small window of opportunity to do the work of the Lord. And then it's going to close and the rapture of the church is going to happen. And we're going to go to be with the Lord. And then the great tribulation is going to come upon the earth. But during that time that we have to serve the Lord and to reach people for Christ, it's going to take a lot more than our pastor and our first lady. It's going to take a lot more than the ministerial staff that we have here. It's going to take each and every one of us. And the testimony that you have is going to be used to impact people. And the, and the ministry that God is giving you, amen, it's going to come upon you with such power and anointing that it's going to work everywhere that you go. Not only in the house of God, but it's going to work at your workplace. The gift of the Holy Ghost will work at your school. The healing and miracles will work when you're at the store or wherever you are at because God is wanting to anoint you and he's wanting to give you that brand new testimony and ministry that's going to bring people to the feet of Jesus. But in order for that new testimony to take place you're gonna gonna have to go through some pain but don't worry because you're gonna come out of it with more you're gonna come out of it with a powerful testimony you're gonna come out of it with the powerful ministry that's gonna impact life brother Los that pain that you went through now God is giving you that powerful testimony. And not only that, he's now placing upon you a powerful ministry that's impacting lives. Does that mean Brother Los is not going to go through trouble anymore? No, it doesn't mean that. But God is with you, brother. And God's going to continue to help you. Just connect to him, walk with him, and don't let go because he's about to take you on the ride of your life.